Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. Please stand by. Our service will begin shortly. Stand by. Our service will begin shortly. Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Shane, your announcer for Reformation Sunday. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinniger, and the acolytes are Lisa Vaught and Jordan Clyde Baker. Today's order of service is at www.trinityfreistadt.com. This broadcast is sponsored by St. John's Lutheran Church, Stones Prairie at Purdy, Missouri, and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together.
processional cross. make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. The first reading is taken from Revelation chapter 14. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with the gradual. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God. 
Walk about Zion, go around her, number her towers. Consider well her ramparts, go through her citadels. That you may tell the next generation that this is God, our God forever and ever. At this time, it's that moment for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message given today by Mrs. Menning. Now's a good time to bring up your offering, your mighty mites as well. Good morning. I want you to imagine that you are on a ship out in the ocean. Okay? Everybody close your eyes. You're thinking about that ship. The waves are crashing and a storm comes and someone falls off the ship. What do we do? Do you think that the captain might say something like, well, I'll throw that life ring out there but only if you can prove to me that it's going to be worth it if I save you. Is that what they do? No. Does the captain say, if you can come and climb halfway up the side of the ship, then I'll pull you the rest of the way up? Is that what the captain says? No. The captain does everything they can to rescue that person, right? Right? Yes. (laughs) They're probably going to throw you a life preserver, or they're going to give that person something to hang on to to be afloat. I want to read to you today a Bible verse from Ephesians. It says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not because of works, lest any man should boast. We, in life are like that person who is drowning. God rescues us, not because of anything that we do, but simply because he loves us. I want everyone to say that. God loves me. Does anyone know what's special about today? Ah, it is Reformation Sunday. I see a lot of you wearing red. And in in chapel on Wednesday, Pastor Jake taught us about Luther's Rose. I'm not going to talk about that today. I'm going to let him talk about it later. But today is Reformation Sunday. And on this day, we remember how Martin Luther and other Christians like him at his time wanted to change the way that the church taught people about God's love. At that time, when Martin Luther lived, the church was telling people that they had to work their way into heaven And the people couldn't read the Bible themselves. They didn't know the Bible wasn't printed out. Like, we can go to the library now and get books. And so Martin Luther and a man named Gutenberg worked to print the Bible and get it into the hands of the people and teach them how to read so they could see that themselves that Jesus loved them. We are saved by grace just because, say it again, Jesus loves me. And that is a wonderful gift that we are thankful for. I want everyone to close their eyes, bow their heads, and we're going to pray. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus to save us from our sins. Thank you for throwing us a life preserver and saving our eternal lives. And in Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen.
uh, in case you didn't hear me, with, uh, with apologies, the bulletin is a little bit out of order. Um, so we are on the epistle reading, uh, if you'll find that there, the epistle reading. From Romans chapter 3. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. But what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of a law. This is the word of our Lord. Please rise for the Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are the offspring of Abraham, and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever, the son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. We continue with the hymn of the day, Praise the One Who Breaks the Darkness, number 849. The hymn of the day, Praise the One Who Breaks the the darkness.
Would you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today is Reformation Sunday, that day in which the church celebrates that time in which was known as the Protestant Reformation, in which a, a monk named Martin Luther decided that he was not okay with the fact that, well, that God was not a loving God and that God was not a just God. Instead, no, he read the scriptures further and discovered that God is loving, that he is just, and he is merciful. In the Gospels, Jesus at one point asks his disciples a very important question. At that time, there were lots of different people who were, weren't really sure exactly who Jesus was. And so Jesus goes to his disciples and asks them, who do people say that I am? And they reply, well, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and still others say that you are one of the prophets. And Jesus goes back to his disciples and says once more, but what about all of you, you being his disciples? Who do you say that I am? And Peter replies with this. He said, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus says to him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by men, by people, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that on this rock I will build my church. Now the rock that Jesus was referring to was not Peter. The rock that Jesus was referring to was rather the faith that was revealed to him by God, which allowed him to make that statement that you are the Christ, that you are the Son of the living God. He says elsewhere, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. And so it is on that rock, the faith of the Lord Jesus on which his church is built, This is brought out even further in the hymn that we sang at the beginning of our service, Built on the Rock. Again, not on the rock of Peter, not on on, on the rock of any individual except for the rock of the faith in our Lord Jesus. Prince Frederick, at the time that Luther was living, he commissioned Luther to make something that symbolized what this really this new faith, this new theology that he had been teaching, what this new faith meant. And he wanted a symbol for it. And so what he did was he asked Luther to come up with this symbol. And what you have there on the front of your bulletins is what that symbol was, is. This is oftentimes called Luther's seal, oftentimes called Luther's rose, and there's a reason why I put it in color, is because we're going to go through what each of the parts of Luther's rose stands for, and what it means, and what it symbolizes. Of course, what you see there at the center of the rose is a black cross. There's a reason why the cross is black, and not blue, or pink, or orange, or any other kind of color. But the cross is black simply to remind us, really, of Good Friday, That it was on Good Friday that Jesus took our sin, yours and mine, put it on himself, and crucified it there. All of the hate in this world, all of the evil, Jesus put it upon himself. Thus making him literally an enemy of his Father. Have you ever wondered why Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? as he was hanging there on the cross. The reason for it is because literally his Father in heaven had forsaken him, had left him to nothing, had turned his back on his only begotten Son, and really, in effect, said, I never knew you. Why? Because he was full of your sin. He embodied your sin and my sin 
And God, as we know from the garden, does not tolerate sin in any way. So when Adam and Eve fell, they were no longer perfect. They were no longer, as the Apostle Paul says, they were no longer imperishable, but they were perishable. They were mortal. And nothing that is not perfect cannot exist in God's heaven. Nothing that is not perfect cannot exist in God's garden. So what does God do? Well, we all know he kicks them out. And he put a flaming sword in front of the entryway so that they could never enter in until the Messiah came. Until Jesus came. And so he takes Adam and Eve's sin, all of their descended sin, puts it upon himself, and there crucifies it. And says, it is no more. Remember his words, it is finished. The relationship that was broken is now reconciled, is now repaired. That's why the cross is black, but notice that the cross that the black cross is inside of a red heart. Again, the, the color of this heart is important. The reason why Luther puts the black cross in front of a, I'm sorry, inside of a, of, a, of a red heart is because God does not, through Jesus' death, God does not desire to take away our humanness. As a matter of fact, he loves us as humans. Why? Well, remember how he created us in his image. When God makes Adam out of the dirt of the ground, and he forms him. Adam has no life until something happens, until God breathes his breath, his spirit. The Greek word pneuma. He breathes that spirit into Adam, and then Adam comes alive. And there, finally, uh, Adam, man, is in God's own image. Perfect. Perfect, again, as the Apostle Paul says later, perfect to, to do every... To, Perfect in every good work to do the will of their Creator, to do the will of their Father. The white rose. The white rose is there to remind us of two things, really. Number one, of the joy and the peace and the comfort that is found because, the, because of the black cross inside of the red heart. The joy and the peace and the comfort that is found knowing that we have been redeemed, that we have been saved, that our relationship with the Maker, with the Creator, with the God of the cosmos is restored again. And because of Christ, as Paul says in Romans, there is nothing that can separate us from that love now. There is nothing that can separate you and I from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. Why? Because Jesus became our sin. Instead of God turning his back on us, he turned his back on his son. The second thing that the white rose reminds us of is the message of the angels. The angels brought good news to God's people most times. The good news of when Mary was pregnant with the Savior. <clears throat> and the angel comes to her and says, Blessed are you because you are bearing in your womb the Savior of the world. Good news for all. Good news for her. Good news also when Jesus has been resurrected and the Stone to the tomb has been rolled away, and there sits on top of the stone yet another angel, coming with more good news. The women go to the tomb, and they don't, they don't see Jesus, but instead they see this angel that is brighter than anything that they have ever seen before. And the angel has this message for them, message of hope and comfort. You are looking for Jesus. He's not here. He has risen just as he said that he would. And of course, the women go back to the disciples. They don't believe them at first, but then Jesus finally appears to the disciples themselves and they believe. And joy for them is found once more. Comfort for them is found once more. Peace 
is found for them once more. The blue on the outside of the rose reminds us of the, the sky. Specifically, reminds us of heaven. That heaven is our home. That heaven is where we belong. That heaven is the hope of our faith. If there is no hope of our faith in those who are in our cemetery, all of our loved ones who have died, then that's it. There is nothing else for them. They simply die in their sin. And there is no hope for heaven. There is no hope for joy or peace that never ends. There is no hope for what Jesus says in Revelation chapter 21 where there will be a place where there is no more mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. As Paul says again, if Jesus has not been raised, then your faith is in vain. If Jesus is still dead, then when we die, we all stay dead. And there's nothing else. But Paul says, but Jesus has been raised to new life, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, thereby entering the kingdom of God. Thereby Eden once more is ours. Thereby heaven once more is ours because of his death, because of his resurrection. This world on this side of eternity is not our home. But our home is what waits for us on the other side of eternity. The hope that all of those folks behind us wait for. The hope that all in Christ wait for. To be welcomed into our heavenly home because of Christ. And then finally what you see there is the gold ring that circles the seal, that circles the rose. This is to... Luther specifically made this ring gold for this very specific reason, that at that time, and really at this time, the most precious thing, perhaps, the most precious metal certainly is that of gold. But what we wait for, what Jesus died for, is more precious than anything that we can ever possibly hope to have, hope to gain, hope to ever get. The hope that is found in Jesus, which is our salvation. That faith that the church is built on. More precious than anything. More precious than anything that you can ever possibly think of. Even that thing that you're thinking of right now. Yes, even that. There's a a song that kind of goes like that. More precious than silver. It's that same kind of thing. That the faith that the church is built on, the faith in Jesus crucified, died, buried, and resurrected, is the most precious thing that any of us here can ever have. Because it, it leads where? To heaven. It leads to our heavenly home. Where, we're, where we will be once more in the presence of our Savior. Where we once more will be present, will be present with our Creator. Many of you who have been to some of the funerals that we have had recently have heard me say this. That if our loved ones were able to come back and see us and be present here, they would have really just one thing to tell us. That Jesus kept His promise to me. And He'll keep it to you. And He continues to keep it to you. We see this in the sacraments where He promises, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Well, there He is in body and blood, in bread and wine. Here He is in the font whenever somebody is baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God puts His stamp, His mark on them, promising to be with them forever. And so, this is what Prince Frederick had commissioned Luther to make. 
a symbol of our faith, a symbol to remind us that the rock in which this church, this church, and the Christian church universal is built on, that it is built on the faith that Jesus has died, that he has been buried, that he has been resurrected, new life given to him, new life given to us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father, the Almighty, the Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings. Now is a good time, uh, whether you are a member or a guest with us, to please sign in in the red um, attendance book that is in your pews. Those who receive it on the windows, please send it back to the aisles. In the aisles, please tear off the top sheet and set it on top of the book. We collect our tithes and offerings. This radio broadcast is made possible by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. A man's Bible study meets at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message, Stranger Than Friction, Speaker Rev. Dr. Michael Ziegel, God is the author who becomes part of the story, our story. The Reverend presents this first message as a Lutheran Hour speaker from Romans 3, verses 19 through 28. Remembering our seasoned saints, Arlie Meyer, Delphine Hazeman, Elda Holly, Ethel Helmkamp, Grace Doss, Joe Pennington, Lauren Clybaker, Nadine Oberman, Orville Meyer, Raymond Spray, and Thelma Barnes. Our families of the week are the Wilfred Hazeman family, Louise Hohensey, Elder Holly family, the Eric Jackson family, Jeremy Yellenek family, Robert Yellenek family, Shauna Yellenek, Katrina James family, Susan Jenkins family, Brenda Jenkins family, and the Sharon, Lakel fa- Sharon Yakel family. We will now rejoin our congregation during the worship service.
prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to be sure to remember. First, for those in our health list, for Melvin McCord, Landreth Worm, Ernest Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Bob Dotson, Elda Nelson, Bob Yelinek, Mark Fellwalk, Lorne Cly Baker, Gary Magruder, Emma Conklin, Brenda Lawmaster, Rosemarie Dekoff, Elmer Kaiser, Maxine Hudson, Ellie Holly, Teresa Nelson, and for Lena Bremer. Uh, also, uh, for the family of Anne Telshow, who passed away this last week. Also, for those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, for Joe Pennington, who celebrates 85 years of life today, and for Doris Meyer, who will celebrate 81 years of life on October the 31st, and for Fred and Pam Shane, who will celebrate 49 years of marriage on November the 1st. We'll go to our Lord in prayer. <clears throat> Dear Lord, we thank you for the bravery and the boldness of Martin Luther and all of the Reformers, who have left for us a much clearer and purer understanding of your word. Thank you that by grace alone we are saved. Thank you that by that scripture alone is the source of our faith. Thank you through faith alone that we are brought into your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the whole family of God in Christ Jesus, that all of his baptized children would be strengthened with power through his Spirit and in our inner being, that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, and that we may be rooted and grounded in love. Lord, in your mercy. For the leaders of our nation, all public servants and all in the armed forces, that they be given grace to fulfill their varied callings with honor, courage, wisdom, and integrity. Lord, in your mercy. For all those in need, the sick, the sorrowing, the lonely, the injured, and the dying, especially for those on our health list, especially for the family of Anne Telshow, uh, also uh, for Arlene Stevenson, who has a broken hip and will be having surgery soon. For these, Lord, and for all that we name before you in our hearts now. We pray, Lord, that Jesus would ever be their health and sickness, their peace and turmoil, their joy and sorrow, and their life and death. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week. For Fred and for Pam, that by your Spirit you would help them to remain faithful to each other and to the vows that they have made. Uplift them in their love for one another and especially their love for you. Also, Lord, we pray for Joe and for Doris, who celebrate birthdays this week. Thank you for sustaining them in life to this day, and we pray that your face would shine upon them every day of this next year. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all who draw near to the altar today, not merely to touch the fringe of the Savior's garment, but to partake of his very body and blood, that this sacrament may be to them for the forgiveness of sins, for courage in resisting temptations for service in Christ's kingdom, and finally as a pledge of the glories of a life that has no end. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Holy, 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 holy,
Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. Now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Have been Darren Shane and Parker Shane. I need-
All right, just a few announcements uh, before we go over to the school for our luncheon and then the voters' meeting. First of all, the memorial service for Ann Telsha will be this Friday, November the 2nd. Uh, visitation will be from 9.30 to 11 here at Trinity with the funeral service to follow. Uh, the turkey shoot fundraiser at the Stockton's home on November, is on November the 3rd. Please, please see the parish caller uh, or one of the Stocktons uh, for more details about that. The Board of, of Mission and Evangelism are doing a food in gathering today. The table is set up in the narthex for food and cash donations. Uh, and then, as I said, there is a covered basket dinner after church today. All are invited to come to that. The school board is providing fried chicken. There will also be a pie auction as well. And then our quarterly voters meeting will follow right after dinner. Uh, small group leaders, please be sure to grab your sheets. They are in the back. If you are one of the leaders for one of our small groups, uh, please find those sheets in the back and pick those up so that you might uh, be able to contact your people. Uh, and before we go over, let's pray the common table prayer together. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest, and let these gifts to us be blessed. May our souls by thee be fed, ever on the living bread. Amen. Pastor. Oh, Mr. President. So this was kind of a surprise. Pastor didn't know that I was going to do this. Actually, I didn't know I was going to do this till during the service. But I don't know how many of you are aware, but this month is actually Pastor Appreciation Month. So I would like, to, I would just wanted to let all of you know that. So during, as you leave and during the dinner, you can all let Pastor know how much you appreciate him. And I just want to say on behalf of the congregation that we are very blessed to have you. And we thank you for everything you do for us. Equally so. blessed. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. The check is in the mail. Uh, no, uh, thank you very, very much. Uh, today actually marks uh, my two-year, my family and I's um, two-year anniversary for being your pastor and your pastor's family here. We are exceedingly blessed uh, to be able to serve here, and we thank you. Uh, and we look forward to everything that the Lord has in store for us. So I thank you all very, very much. <clears throat>